everyone, and welcome to Authentically Us. My name is Lene. Thank you for tuning in. Today is Saturday, August 13th, 2022. This is episode 25, titled The American Dream. So we ask that you support us by liking the video, leaving comments, and sharing. Also, if you'd like to support us on Venmo, I linked my Venmo account in the description of the video. And on Instagram, you can follow us at Authentically Us Podcast. So for a few months now, I've wanted to do this episode. The question of whether or not the American dream is even real or still alive is on a lot of people's minds now. We're dealing with a lot right now. These are very interesting times that we're living in. A lot of people are letting go of the American dream. They're deciding to opt out of it. They're giving up on it. Just in the last year and a half or so, we've dealt with inflation, high gas prices, the price of housing has gone up a lot, food prices, healthcare, education, and wages haven't really increased, not nearly enough to keep up with the pace of inflation. A lot of us are no longer chasing the American dream, and we're deciding to opt out of it. My parents are baby boomers, so they were born into a booming economy. A lot of people were having large families. It was easy to get a factory job right out of high school that you could work for your entire working life and do okay. Families could live on one income. And I feel that a lot of people from that generation and before don't really understand why the younger generations are no longer chasing the American dream. We don't want to work jobs that aren't paying us what we're worth. And they're asking and demanding so much of us and giving us not enough to live on or to live the kind of life that we deserve. There are a lot of people who have to work two, three, sometimes even as many as four jobs, maybe more, just to make ends meet, just to afford the bare necessities, because everything costs so much now. I read somewhere yesterday that the average home price here in America is over $400,000, but the average income is around 48000 That's a problem because deindustrialization has really hurt the average worker here in America. During the 70s and into the 80s during the Reagan era, a lot of factories closed and outsourced jobs. A lot of companies did too. And that hurt a lot of people, especially blacks, because a lot of us were working factory jobs during the, that time. And those jobs allowed employees to provide for their families. And they were counting on having their pensions after retiring. But those days are no longer. That's why oftentimes if you call customer service, you're calling 
you're speaking with someone in a foreign country. And this is no disrespect to foreigners, but a lot of these corporations outsourced their jobs so that they could pay the outsourced workers a cheaper wage. In fact, I know that that has hurt the average worker here in America. You know, in the last year and a half, inflation has been out of control. $3 for an organic avocado at the grocery store. Currently in my area, gas is going for three seventy-five. It was more than that, but I think as of right now, you have the elections coming up. So they're trying to lower fuel prices for the elections because of greed. Greed is not a good thing because eventually it hurts people in the long run. But there's a lot of interesting content that I found on YouTube. There's a video by a guy named Timothy Ward. His video is pretty popular. A lot of people have mentioned his video in other videos. He's kind of nerdy, but in a good way. But he talks about the American dream and how he's no longer chasing the American dream and that there's so much more that you can get out of life by choosing to opt out of it, which makes a lot of sense. There was another guy, his channel is called The Shining Ones. He did a, a video on the American Dream earlier this year, you know, about how he can actually survive on very little. Not that it's easy, but he can. You know, in America, it's all about materialism and capitalism and consumption. But we have to ask ourselves, do we really need all those things in order to be happy. And then there's the George Carlin joke about the American dream. He said something about you have to be asleep in order to believe it. And there are still a lot of people who are asleep or who still believe in the American dream. And if you want to pursue the American dream, I'm not going to say you're wrong for doing that or that you're wasting your time. But there are a lot of people who have chosen to opt out of it because when you really think about it, it just isn't worth it, especially with the way things are now and how the future is looking. Like most of us, I dreamed of having the nice house with the white picket fence, two and a half kids and a dog in a garage. But with the average home price in America being close to half a million dollars, <laughs> Most of us can't afford that. Could you spend the rest of your life until you're in your 70s or even beyond that working just to enjoy the fruits of your labor at the end of your life? Not knowing how much time you have left to actually enjoy it. That's something to think about because... Time is actually our most valuable asset, not money. We can always get money back, but time, once it's gone, you can't get it back. When I was about 25, 26, I was maybe a year and a half out of college, I came back home to live with my parents for a little bit, and I was in credit card debt from college, so I was working a lot 
trying to pay off my debts. Eventually I did, but I was working seven days a week. And there were a few times I was so tired that I slept through my alarm clock. I couldn't get up. I didn't even hear it or remember it going off. And one day, you know, my dad woke me up and asked if I was working. And I realized, oh no, I slept through my alarm clock. What have I done? But I was so tired from working all those hours, just trying to pay off my debts. My intentions were good, but it took a toll on my physical health. So I decided to cut back one day. And that actually made a difference. Within a few months, I was able to pay off my credit card debts, and I haven't used a credit card since, believe it or not. I'm not saying it's wrong to have maybe one that you can pay off at the end of the month, but the borrower is slave to the lender. And one of the biggest regrets I have right now in my life, probably the only regret that I have, is taking out a student loan to go to college because a lot of people from my generation we were sold the lie that by going to college meant that we were going to be secure and that we were going to be okay and able to support ourselves and afford the American dream so there were a lot of us who took out loans to go to school And even for degrees that weren't really worth anything in the marketplace. The way I see it now, though, I don't think college is bad. I'm all for education, but if you're pursuing a degree in something that's related to the arts, not to say that the arts are bad, I love the, the arts, but I would say only go to college for something that requires a college degree for it. If it doesn't require a college degree, you might want to consider a local community college or learning a trade instead. That can actually benefit you more than taking out tens of thousands, even more money in debt that they know that the average person will not be able to pay back. But they try to put it out there that Taking out loans to go to school is worth the risk. Did you know that a lot of blacks who went to college are actually doing worse financially than those who didn't? You know, we get the degrees, we go to school, accumulate massive amounts of debt. And once we finish college, we graduate, we find out that it's not easy for us especially to get those jobs. A lot of us are underemployed. I applied to law school and I applied to grad school when I was in my 20s. Thankfully, I didn't get in because I applied kind of late. But imagine taking on more debt, how that would have turned out. I applied to a school in Boston and I applied to NYU for grad school. But I'm glad I didn't get in. In my late 20s, I went back to college, a community college this time, and I went back to school for a pharmacy technician training program. I ended up getting my certification in that, and I've worked in that industry 
on and off for several years now. And I still have my education, or excuse me, my certification for pharmacy technician. I actually paid cash for that because I was able to cash flow it, thankfully, and not take out loans. And that program cost about $5,000. And it actually benefited me more than my undergraduate degree, which was in music production. So my advice to a younger person who is considering college, I would suggest maybe that you learn a trade or go to a training program where you can learn a trade as opposed to taking out a lot of student loan debt to get a degree. Even if you want to learn how to become an entrepreneur, that's even a good thing. If I could do it all over again, what I would do at age 19, I wouldn't go to college, honestly. Instead, I would focus more on real estate and entrepreneurship. When I was around that age, you know, I had just been medically discharged from the military and I was working at my parents' store part-time, and there was another young man. I think he was about a year or two younger than I was. He told his mother that he didn't want to go to college. Instead, he would work with her during the day, and in the evenings, he would deliver pizzas because his goal was to save a down payment for a house. And I'll bet today that if he played his cards right, he owns a lot of real estate with no student loan debt. IT is another industry to get into. There aren't enough of us in IT currently. It's a white male dominated field, but as of right now, it doesn't require any type of degree. All you really need are certifications and experience. You'll have to start out entry level, yes, but You'll gain a lot of experience, and, and there's really no glass ceiling as of right now. You can, the sky's the limit. Society here in America, especially, has regressed, is regressing. Some may even go as far as saying that America is becoming a third world country. Our national debt now is several trillions of dollars that we owe. These are some things that I would also like to mention. Term limits. We need to have term limits or restrictions that limit the number of terms that an office holder may serve in a particular elected office. We have too many people in our government right now who have been there far too long and who have done nothing. We have Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Jim Clyburn, and these people are well into their 70s and 80s. I'm not saying that we can't learn from our elders, but there comes a time when you have to allow the younger generation to control government, and that applies to life, too. I don't think you should be that self-centered and power-hungry that you remain in office long after your time has passed. Because we have these older people running this country, and a lot of times when you're older, you become set in your ways. 
What may have worked 50 years ago in 1972 most likely is not going to work today in 2022. Things change. And a lot of these people who are in our government are completely out of touch with the rest of the public. When it comes time to vote, they try to convince us that they're on our side and that they're going to make things better for us. But we've had all this time, and what have we seen of significance? We need to have younger people running the country, and we're still constantly borrowing and borrowing, sending money to foreign countries that aren't a part of our allies in NATO. Meanwhile, there are people here who are in need, and there are things that we can do here to help the citizens of this country, but it doesn't seem like our government leaders have any interest in doing that. They may talk a good talk, but they're not walking a good walk. I can honestly say that my life hasn't improved by voting for Democrats or Republicans. I'm not saying that voting's bad, but we should vote our interest and always keep in mind that these people work for us. We don't work for them. They work for us. If they want our votes, then they must give us something for our votes. So if someone wants to sit out an election, I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me at all. I have no problem with that. And sometimes you have to in order to get their attention to actually do something that's going to benefit your community. But you shouldn't vote out of fear. But going back to society regressing here in America... There's a lot of violence that has been going on lately. Extreme capitalism, open borders, allowing unchecked immigration. And that hurts Americans. That hurts the citizens here because the illegal immigrants, I'll call them, the old term is illegal aliens. That's what they called them when I was growing up. They're getting all kinds of set-asides from the government for breaking federal law. And I think that's wrong. If you want to become a citizen, a U.S. citizen, I'm okay with that. But go through the proper channels to do it. Because if an American were to go to another country and break federal law, we would not be rewarded for it. Our population here, not everyone, but a lot of people, too many people are unhealthy. A lot of people are obese now, they're overweight. And the American diet is not healthy at all. There are things that they allow in our foods here in America that are banned in other countries. It just goes to show that they don't really value our health here in America like they should. And when you have an unhealthy population, people are more likely to spend money on medications. So the pharmaceutical industry benefits from that, from us being sick. They'll sell you the junk food at the front of the store and sell you the diabetes medication in the back of the store, which is true. That's how it is. <laughs> and we have an increasing homeless population here, which is really sad. 
you know, during the pandemic back in 2020, I was living in Denver, Colorado at the time, and I had to go downtown for something. I didn't go downtown that often there, but I remember it being distinctly different from the last time I was there. It was almost like a tent city. There were there was a large homeless population there, which is sad. Denver is one of those cities that is run by the Democrats. And a lot of these cities that have been run by the Democrats are failing right now. They really are. I'm not saying that the Republicans are the answer, but you can definitely see that under Democratic leadership, a lot of these major cities have been on the decline. A country as wealthy as America, that is known for being a superpower around the world, should not have any of its citizens, or even veterans, homeless, living on the street, or people losing their homes, not able to pay their mortgages or their rent. That shouldn't happen in a country that is supposedly as wealthy as America is. And health care should be a right for all of American citizens. Anyone who works and contributes to society should be able to afford their own home. There are people who are scholars and economists and even regular citizens who could devise a plan in a matter of months that would solve most of the problems that we've been facing here in America. But none of the people who are leading the way are listening to the people. Our government seems to have no interest in serving the majority of American citizens in this country. Our government seems to have no interest in serving the people that voted them in office. Our current administration that's in office is more interested in paying millions upon billions of dollars to non-U.S. citizens. Take care of the people who are here first. And being black in America is a totally different story. What may work for other groups doesn't always work for us. In a lot of cases, it doesn't. We've never been on a level playing field with other people in this country. Sometimes I wonder, was the American dream ever intended for the majority of foundational black Americans? I don't think so. Yes, I know there are some of us who are successful and who are doing very well for ourselves, but the majority is not. And a lot of that is by design. There have been systems put into place to keep a certain group, to keep us at a disadvantage. I stopped celebrating the 4th of July back in 2016. I still enjoy watching fireworks on the 4th and having barbecue, but I am not saying happy 4th of July or waving an American flag. When America received its independence on July 4th, 1776, my ancestors were still enslaved in this country, America. I have a great respect for the military, for those who served, and for those who gave their lives for this country. This isn't about that at all. It's more about the debt that hasn't been paid to the people who built America for free.
our land was stolen. We were stripped of our culture. And we received the worst treatment in the history of humanity. And that debt hasn't been paid back. I was riding my bike yesterday and there were construction workers working on the road or on the street. And all of the construction workers were Hispanic. They were, I believe they were Mexican. And in the past, when I was growing up, there was usually blacks mainly, sometimes whites doing those type of jobs. But now, not the case. You know, when I was younger, I think I was in college at the time or just out of college. I was working at a coffee shop, a popular coffee shop chain, and there was a guy who came in there. He would come in there sometimes. He was a regular and he drove a really nice car. You know, he wore pretty good clothes, wore a nice watch. And I was just kind of being sarcastic, asking him, okay, so what do I need to do to be like that? To be like, you know. And he said this to me. He said, keep working. And I was thinking, you know, if I kept working at this job, trying to better myself, it's very unlikely that I can actually live the American dream if I keep working, doing exactly what I'm doing. I'll never forget that. Yes, we all have to work hard in order to have success in life, to be successful. And there are a lot of people who have been working hard who haven't become successful yet. But there are certain ways you have to maneuver throughout life. You can't always, especially if you're a black person, you can't do what everyone else does and expect the same outcome. We have to do things differently at times, many times. But I've always wanted to live outside of America. I lived in Iceland for three years when I was a little kid. But for most of my life, I've lived here in America. What we're heading for, if we're not there already, two classes here in America, which is rich and poor. And they're hiring an additional, I can't remember what the number was, but it was a lot of lot more IRS agents. And who do you think they're going to come after? That's not what we need. But extreme capitalism is the name of the game here in America, even at the expense of economically and socially depriving citizens of this country. All of the evidence proves it. And America should be called out for its wrongdoings around the world. We have critical race theory. I think that America's history should continue to be taught. And younger people need to be educated about the ugly history that this country has. Namely, American slavery. The transatlantic slave trade that my ancestors went through. And you want to erase that from history? and pretend like it hasn't happened? 
You would never suggest to no longer read the diary of Anne Frank in schools, right? No, because the Holocaust was a terrible thing. And what did they say? Never forget. So we shouldn't forget what my ancestors went through in this country. And there is a debt that is owed that has yet to be paid back. With all that's going on now, America has become the laughing stock of the world. Other countries see how our government is failing us, and that puts America in a vulnerable place. The U.S. has been very hypocritical by calling out other nations for their mistreatment of their citizens. But here on the home front, for the last 400 years plus, how has America treated African Americans? By still continuing systemic racism, which affects more of us. I do believe that there are good people here in America who want to see things change. Good, hardworking people with the best of intentions. People who truly believe in equality and justice. But based on the evidence of our current reality, America is still a country that still practices racism and white supremacy. You can't ignore it. It's so deeply embedded that even other ethnicities that are non-white live by these same principles. Even some of us who identify as blacks do too. This country has paid reparations to other groups. But foundational black Americans who built this country for free, under the worst treatment in the history of mankind, have received nothing. And we have some of these celebrities who say that blacks aren't deserving of reparations for what their ancestors endured. Well, first of all, those people are bought and paid for and they know nothing about, well, they don't speak for the majority. There is no one person or one particular group that speaks for the black community. It's all of us, the majority of us, who speak for the black community. But there are people who are telling the truth. And a lot of people who tell the truth are being chastised for it. How can you condemn someone for telling the truth? But extreme capitalism is the name of the game here in America, even at the expense of economically and socially depriving citizens of this country. All of the evidence proves it. This country has paid reparations to other groups. But foundational black Americans who built this country for free under the worst treatment in the history of mankind, have received nothing. So what's the solution? What's the answer to opting out of the American dream? Well, you can start by getting one of these. Your U.S. passport. I had a hard time renewing my passport last year. I started two years ago back in 2020 and 
They told me the wrong form, so I filled out the wrong form, mailed everything, and it was during the pandemic. And about a year went by, and they told me that it was the wrong form and that I would have to go through the whole process again. So I did, and eventually, after a year, I got my new passport. I've always had a passport throughout my, even in my childhood, but most of my life I've always had a passport. There are expedited services available. You'll have to pay a little more for them, but if you need one right away, you can easily get one. It could be expedited, but normally I think it takes about six to eight weeks to get your passport, and I think the fee right now is a hundred and something dollars. Which isn't bad. Well, it should be less than that if you ask me, but having a U.S. passport carries a lot of weight as of right now. So definitely get your passports if you don't already have one. And keep them up to date. So some of the myths about living abroad are that, well, other countries aren't free like America is... I've traveled outside of the United States, and I can say that I felt even freer in foreign countries than I have here in America, the land of the free. <laughs> I went to Sweden back in 2016, and that was nice. And back in 2018, I spent two weeks in the Netherlands. And I felt free there. I could do whatever I wanted and go wherever I wanted. No one told me what to do. When I was in college, I went to college up in Boston, and I would drive six hours sometimes up to Montreal. And I loved Montreal because it was a, a European city in Canada, very European. French was the first language there. English was the second. But it was very European compared to Toronto or other cities in Canada. And I really liked that, so I wanted to spend some time in Montreal living there, but I was never able to make it happen. And this was back around 2004-2005. Another myth about living abroad, you have to renounce your, I think it's either renounce or denounce your U.S. citizenship. On contraire, that is not true. There are places that will give you dual citizenship, and there are places where you can still keep, many countries actually, where you can still have your U.S. citizenship and maybe have permanent res residency there or a visa. Living as a digital nomad is something I would like to try for at least a year. A lot of people now more than ever are doing that. So you don't have to give up your U.S. citizenship in order to live outside of the U.S., and there are countries where the cost of living is a lot less. And if you're living on the U.S. dollar in a particular country that's whose currency is worth less than the U.S. currency currently, then your money will go a lot further. Oh, I also wanted to mention the Real South Africa channel. It's hosted by Natasha and Mark Planton, and they do an outstanding job of representing South Africa. 
So if you're in a touristy kind of mood, definitely check them out. They have a great channel on YouTube called The Real South Africa. But if you do decide to live in a foreign country or visit one, I would highly recommend that you embrace the culture there. It's very important to immerse yourself in the culture. You don't have to entirely immerse yourself in it, but definitely learn some of the customs and learn some of the language. Before I went to the Netherlands a few years back, I learned some Dutch, or they call it Netherlands. I learned some of their language so I could speak words or phrases while I was there to let the locals know that I respect your culture and, you know, I'm trying to <laughs> immerse myself in it, to be a part of it while I'm here visiting. Because I've seen foreigners come into the U.S. visiting and they don't know any of the customs. We're, we have a tipping culture here in America and I've seen a lot of foreigners who will not tip because it isn't customary in their country. So if you're a foreigner watching this outside of the U.S., definitely tip your service workers in America because it's a tipping culture and it's not disrespectful or insulting to do that here. It's actually disrespectful and insulting to do the opposite. So when in the U.S., don't be a stiff. But as of right now, I believe that systemic racism here in the U.S., and racism is a global thing, but there's a special brand here in the U.S., but systemic racism is the biggest threat. It's not police brutality, which is a problem, but it's not necessarily police brutality because systemic racism affects more of us. But definitely consider living abroad if you'd like to try it out. You can always come back if you decide to. If you're able to make it happen, I'd say go for it. So there are a lot of people waking up now. A lot of younger people don't want to work the nine to fives. Dolly Parton's hit song, Nine to Five, still holds true today. It's really no way to live. If you have a job and you love what you do, you're one of the lucky ones. But I wouldn't recommend working yourself to death in order to achieve the American dream. Because it's harder now to pursue it and actually achieve it more than ever. And you'll spend a lot of your time, which is more valuable than money, chasing after that dream. Is it really worth it? There are other ways to be happy and to have less, but still be happy and have what you need. You know, our culture here is very fast-paced. You know, everyone's always in a hurry. A lot of people don't know how to take the time to just slow down and take in life and enjoy it. Because we're always chasing after the next big thing. We always feel like we have to be doing something. And if we're not doing anything, if we're resting or trying to reset and regroup, that it's wrong of us to do that. Which isn't true. Taking vacations 
You notice that in other countries, they get longer vacations, longer holidays. Here in America, we get a week, two weeks if we're lucky. That's no way to live. So my advice to all of you who want to opt out of the American dream, who have given up on it, who are no longer pursuing it, I stand with you on that because I'm one of those people. That doesn't mean that I want I don't want to be successful because I do. And I'm still striving to achieve that. Don't think that because someone gives up on the American dream or walks away from it that they lack ambition. That's not true. A lot of times they're actually more in tune with what life really means than the average person who is chasing after money and material things. So thank you for joining me on this first video episode of Authentically Us. I was planning on doing a live stream for it, but I had a little trouble with that, so I'm still trying to figure it out. Maybe for the next episode I'll be able to live stream it and, you know, have an open chat and everything. But as of right now, we're still trying to figure out the video podcasting format out and we'll see where that takes us. So definitely like, comment, share, subscribe if you like the content and if you'd like to see more of it. If you'd like to support us on Venmo, you can support us there. We're also on Patreon. I haven't been on there in a while, but you can look for us on there too. Or look for us on Instagram at Authentically Us Podcast. Our time is now. Let's change the world.